0: Welcome to Ghostwatch 2017, a podcast about Ghostwatch 2016, a podcast about Common Rider Ghost. Joining me is Adam Wasserman. Hello. And Alexi Peppers. Hi. And they're here to give me feedback on Ghostwatch 2016. This is episode... 46.
1: You ready? Uh, yes.
0: Yes. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one... Episode Episode 26, 26. Wi-Fi's of the Brain. Oh, so good. So good. Episode 26, Akari uses the power of science to find a cure for red stuff in the sky, and Pretty Boy joins the fight against airplanes. Accurate. Accurate. It's accurate. Hashtag accurate. 100% accurate. Okay, I'm going to hit the theme song before you guys get on my we were case watching a show made of reject Sony <laughs> it's just about R&D. respect. Man. Yeah. A special effects spreading across You guys just want to hear yourself in the lyrics. To <laughs> Maybe. Magic nah. coach shirts, Pokeballs, and fanny packs. And despite never I just to hear you complain Andrew about head, how it's no longer accurate. The bestest host that watched Common Rider Ghost has more to say with this replay. Join Adam and Alexi in this meta fun rehashing a show that still isn't done. Enjoy the Unseen with Ghostwatch 2017. I wonder how many like podcasts or TV shows actually have the music, let's say diegetically, like it's in, it's in our recording because we're listening to it.
1: I appreciate your use of the term diegetic.
0: I love it I know. so much. I, Blame
2: Lindsay Ellis.
1: <laughs> I, as, as a former film study student, I am, I am very impressed i have to google
2: it i didn't do film studies
1: <laughs> uh you're not in the cool kids group
0: oh i'll type it in the chat well, so you can was, at least get a high. correct spelling
2: well i was able to spell it oh good yeah
1: cool <laughs> should we explain <laughs> it to our listeners or should we just keep it to us
0: our listeners can also google it yeah, google it
1: yourself <laughs> all right i mean that's It's the podcast that makes you Google for information. Sweet.
2: (laughs) I could add
0: a show notes for this one episode.
2: And And a lot of notes. (laughs) Uh, In this episode, I spend a lot of time pausing on pictures of science notebooks and trying to Google science.
0: Wait, you tried to Google the props in the show? science?
2: Hell yeah, and you know what I found out? Akari is on some next-level quantum physics shit. Oh Yeah. I couldn't quite decide. So in this episode, there are several shots of Akari pouring over a notebook that either one of them might be hers. And then like there's also, she has some kind of reference notebook from the monolith or something. It's a little uncertain, but um, it looked like real science to me, or at least it looked like a lot of math. So I was like, I want to try and figure out what this is. So I tried picking out some of the more readable equations, Googling them, And I found out that I'm pretty sure she was looking at uh, a bunch of math, but it included a diagram that was an atomic orbital diagram.
0: How do you Google an equation? Like
2: PXPY over PYPY? Yeah. What? It'll it'll accept that? Yeah.
0: Because, I mean, like, I know people that spend a lot of time working on... uh, getting formulas laid out in documents
2: yeah like latex so
0: yeah like latex uh but just entering that into the search bar of google it's not a thing you can do so i guess you have to write it out like phonetically like as it would be read if you were
2: saying it yeah, well, it's like so a lot of the math would have been hard to put into google because it involved like math specific... Well, not math specific, but you know, like more difficult to type symbols. But there just happened to be this uh, equation on the page that only involved like Roman numerals and like typable letters. And so I didn't expect it to necessarily work out, but I did just kind of put it into Google and did some clicking on links and just kind of sleuthing around. And then I saw... A picture that looked like a diagram that was in her notebook i was like maybe i'm onto something and i figured out it was an atomic orbital diagram huh yeah
1: so a lot of work
2: well it's it's not something i would have thought of doing but it's really cool mm -hmm. yeah the, the the thing that's just almost like a shame is that this is like i i can often kind of get away with having a general kind of like broad and shallow understanding of the sciences Just like out of interest, but this is getting into stuff that like (laughs) I would need to have actually studied it, Uh, because it's a mix of quantum stuff, but also like fancy theoretical physics stuff. Because so the atomic orbital diagrams are cool, and it has to do with the probability of finding different electrons at different energy levels uh, on an atom. Which I was like, you know. Because what she was supposed to be doing is figuring out the composition of the red sky so she could figure out how to neutralize it. And I was like, I don't know enough about this, but maybe examining like orbitals of the atoms in the red sky lets you figure out stuff about them. That's pretty cool.
0: Well, that might help explain the color. Like if it's light emitting, that's what, like an electron moving up and down a level? Yeah. Like it'll emit
2: if it just moves down. Uh Uh-huh.
1: My theory is that they looked on the internet and found some cool science looking stuff and used it.
2: I mean, okay, but it is interesting that it is like consistent science shit because there's a few different pages and they are kind of sort of related. So that one is, is mostly, it seems like at least the stuff I could parse was electron orbitals. And it was cool because there were some, once I realized that I realized that some other things on the page were uh, chemical formulas. And one of them was for ethanol radical which is just neat because it's a non-naturally occurring uh, molecule, but you can find it in interstellar medium. Oh. So maybe red skies from space.
1: <laughs> oh. Now I want to set you loose on, like, build. There's so many, <laughs> there's so many equations in build.
2: Yeah, yeah. I would maybe go crazy. Because then she has other notebook pages, and it's cool because I do think they basically stole it in that... There was basically like printouts of pages of someone else's notebook that had been glued onto her notebook. Uh, But there were also sticky notes that had stuff written in them. And the sticky notes had stuff about brains, not B-R-A-I-N, but B-R-A-N-E, which is a like string theory, multiple dimension, like higher dimensions kind of thing. Yeah, I
1: know what brains are.
2: Well, I was explaining for the listeners. No, for me, for me. It's fine. Uh, Tell me about brains. The only
1: reason I know what brains are is because they use them in a Sentai (laughs) series.
2: Yep. (laughs) Uh, Again, like, string theory is kind of, like, reaching the limits of stuff that I understand. But it's, like, spatial dimensions, so you kind of have, like, dimensions existing in a spatial kind of sense, and then they could kind of, like, collide and overlap, and you could have, like, overlapping Brains, and and stuff like that. Hmm. It it's all very complicated, but it was neat. She had like other terms written on other parts of her notebook that, when I googled them, also led me to further like multi-dimensional quantum physics related stuff. Um, like she'd written radion field, which turns out to be a way of measuring. Something for like four dimensions and higher, which she also had written 4D. So I'm just saying, uh, hey, Ghostwatch or Kamen Rider Ghost Team, you did a pretty good job putting some real science on those pages and made me spend like a half hour trying to understand quantum physics far beyond my level of understanding.
1: <laughs> so much better than their attempts at showing like programming stuff then.
2: Yes. yes. And, you know, maybe it's an example of like, I know the programming stuff and I don't know quantum physics very well. So maybe a real quantum physicist would look at those notebook pages and be like, that's just a bunch of random quantum bullshit. But uh, at least on the cursory level, it's neat.
0: Anyways, airplane.
2: (laughs) There's two of them. Yeah, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Because
2: it is the (laughs) buddy brothers. (laughs) And apparently the Brothers Grimm come with a vine whip. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's true.
0: Yeah. guess they are a grass type.
2: Yeah. It is a green jacket.
1: It's
0: gross. I hate it. I love them, but I hate it. Isn't Brothers Grimm purple? It should be purple, but
1: okay. It's, green. it's been a real long time since I've seen it.
2: It goes really well with the Necrom jacket.
1: Yeah, I, I actually
2: couldn't remember if we'd ever seen the Brothers Grimm before. I think we have. and I I think just I'm thinking off, of Houdini. Who's also in this episode. Yeah. Because this time, Taco does remember that he can fly using the, quad, or the like, quadcopter. He can fly on his
1: own. I know! Ah. But wouldn't you rather fly with a quadcopter if you had the opportunity?
0: I mean, I'd rather leave the quadcopter for my flightless friends.
1: Oh.
2: I don't want to have anything to do with it. Like an airplane
0: stole another airplane and rode it around, right? It's just like, no, this is a waste.
1: That airplane could already fly. I don't think I'd trust Pretty Boy with the quadcopter.
0: You think he might just go up into the sky and never come down? I don't
1: don't know. He's just not very trustworthy. He
2: does love the sky. Yeah,
1: he loves, he wants to be a bird.
2: He does want to be a bird.
0: And once he's got the quadcopter, he's mostly there. Yeah.
1: He
2: mostly achieved
1: his dreams. Well, he'd
2: never come back.
1: Yeah, he'd just soar off.
2: Grandma Fumi would have to toss takoyaki up into the air for him to catch because he wouldn't. He would just
0: him be like,
1: "Come on, the first Yes, <laughs> to to paraphrase an issue of the Punisher, you just gave your quadcopter to Pretty Boy. Kiss that thing goodbye. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay, I can see the argument there. This time, Pretty Boy. Well, so at one point he's like, I'm going to deal with Akari and sneaks up on her and then sneaks up so slow that she notices. And I would love to know what he was planning to do.
1: (laughs) Maybe who's just going to give her a hug?
2: Baby. No. No. By the end of the episode, though, they're friends because Akari makes the sky blue again. And you know what Elaine loves? Blue sky. It's true. So now they're friends. Simple.
0: You know, the sailors say "red sky sucks." Uh, that old, that
2: old—I don't know—aphorism. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What does "shiki" mean? Does "shiki" mean anything? I didn't Google that, yeah. so I was too busy googling quantum stuff. I don't know. I know
0: that it's a term that gets added onto elaborate things. Okay. For like, special attacks.
2: It was really weird because I just, two days ago, rewatched Gridlock, the Doctor Who episode. Hmm. With uh, Father Dougal from Father Ted as a rad cat person. Yeah, the cat caravan. Yeah. And the face of Bo is there, which I had forgotten. Oh, I love the face of Bo. Yeah, Gridlock's a really good episode. Um, But in it there's also these patches that are emotions that you stick on like your neck or whatever and it makes you feel things. And they look just like the Shiki sticker. It was a weird, like, coincidence. Apparently the new mood is Shiki. Overall, I guess a decent episode. There were ghost contrails, so that's pretty cool. And yeah, Wi-Fi of the brain? No. More like Ethernet of the brain.
1: Yeah, I'm not having any luck finding out what Shiki... Apparently Shiki means ceremony, which doesn't make any sense.
2: There's
0: a Quora answer uh, that's like, oh man, you provide the Romaji and not the Kanji for Shiki. And there's like eight Shikis.
1: Yeah, okay, I'm seeing that too. Yeah. Maybe it's morale.
0: But there is also a ghost-related thing. Uh, Shikigami, yeah. is thought to be a sort of small
1: ghost. Did did oh, Quora smong. get bought out by Google?
0: Uh, maybe I've because been because, their because my Google
1: like more. avatar yeah. is showing up on it, and I'm like, I do not have a Quora account.
0: Well, maybe they just have like OAuth or something.
1: Hmm. Hmm. I don't like it.
2: So there's a Shiki monster that's like Hedera or Hedora? Oh god! Back to the kaiju pronunciation. (laughs)
1: Hedora. Hedora. (laughs) Which one was it? Was Hedora the smog smog monster? Yeah. Yeah, Okay.
2: Which is a weird chill in the Godzilla canon. It's a lot of psychedelics and melting cats.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's that is one of the weirder ones. All right. Anyway, I'm gonna. Get rid of this Quora page because it's distracting me. (laughs) Yeah. Too many words. Too many people complaining about people not giving the kanji too. Yep. It's like, they probably don't know the kanji. That's probably why they didn't give it to you. Yep. Jeez. Probably watching
0: an anime. Maybe you can hear it, hear people say it, but how are you supposed to know what the word is when you just hear it?
1: They just want to learn. Also, it's very difficult to type out kanji like if you're north from North America. And you don't know kanji. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't know kanji. <laughs> and you have to download like three different keyboards. You would have to learn the
0: kanji and by doing so actually learn what the word means on your own in order to ask this question properly.
1: I have I have tried using kanji keyboards when I've been searching for like sentai and common rider ROMs of games. And yeah, it's, it's difficult.
2: Sometimes I have tried
1: to search
2: something kanji and what I have always done is like search it Romanji find a like Wikipedia page or something that is talking about the thing and lists the name in Romanji, which is why it showed up in my search, but also then in brackets, the kanji. And then I copy paste that into the search engine.
1: That is the smart way to do that. Yep. Good, <laughs> it's effective. Good job.
0: An effective use of your time.
1: <laughs> do you have any, any more thoughts about this episode?
2: Uh, not
1: particularly. I mean, it's a little Onari light, I guess. Mm. Yeah,
2: he he gets very upset about the red sky being in all directions, and he just is freaking out. Uh, there's a lot of Shrine Boys. I am glad that at the end there's the scene where everyone gets to do a friendship nod at the camera before Takeru and Elaine are going to go to Gnome Hell. And the Shrine Boys get to be part of the smile and nod friendship team. And I'm like, oh, oh right. Mm-hmm. And then Hubert's there. And I'm like, I forgot that Train Yard doesn't add a smile.
1: Right.
0: Oh, now I'm thinking about that.
1: I think that episode's coming up. In yeah, a few. it's weird.
0: Teethy grimace. Yeah.
2: Oh, I didn't notice it being weird this time.
0: Oh, you will when it's all up there in the camera. He has to hold it for a long time.
2: You know, I still also absolutely do not know which one is Trainyard and which one is... He's the one with the glasses. Which one's the one with the glasses? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there's a tall one with dark hair and glasses. Uh-huh. And he has and a that... mother that we meet, and he has an episode yeah. all of his own. And then there's a smaller one with lighter brown hair and no glasses.
1: It'll be easier to remember when they when they get to like the two parter that actually focuses on whichever one it focuses on. <laughs> uh, I can't rem- it's been like two years since I've seen this show, guys. Come on. I can't remember anything.
0: Yeah, I was just trying to have my helpful mnemonic. <laughs> train yard
1: has the glasses. I was not a mnemonic.
0: It's for memory.
1: Does, does trains have glasses?
0: Yeah. No, that's not why. It would make more sense.
1: It- it would make more sense if airport had glasses, because then you could remember that pilots can't have glasses.
2: Or yeah. I was thinking you could think of, like, aviator goggles.
1: Also, yes, also good. But so counters are what
2: you expect.
1: <laughs> I guess you can have a mnemonic that you have to reverse.
2: It's a multi-stage process. <laughs> yeah. first, first, first remember... Airplane, aviator glasses, aviator glasses, normal glasses, now it's not the glasses one.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a solid mnemonic right there.
0: That's how I remember the difference between left and right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah?
0: Yeah, it's just like, okay, which one of these hands do I use for writing? <laughs> okay, not that one. Okay. Now in Japanese, which one of the words has an R in it?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Gotcha.
0: Yep. Yeah. It's confusing. And completely unnecessary.
2: When I when I try and remember East and West, I picture the map of Canada and I think, Okay, when I would drive into the mountains, I was going that way. And I know I was going west when I drove into the mountains, so where am I in relation to the mountains?
1: You don't use never eat soggy wieners? Or never eat shredded wheat if you prefer?
2: I, did,
1: I never, that's what I, I, never that's what those. I learned those cubs. Huh. Yeah. yeah. N-E-S-W. Okay. Clockwise. From,
0: From the, the top.
1: top?
0: I... Oh, yeah, I didn't hear you the, at list the top. N, so I was just like E-S-W. Oh. <laughs>
1: No, N N E S W uh, I remember well, I kind of remember left and right in Japanese because of Common Rider Double, because it's it's two two people who combine into one Common Rider. And the guy on the left, his name is Left is 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 his nickname is Left, so Urefto. And then the other guy is named Hidari, so he's on the right. So I can remember it that way. Yeah,
0: and I remember because of Parasite because he names yes, Parasite also baby, who is in his yes. hand.
1: yes. That's how I hand. remember the word for left. Yes,
0: yeah. So it's a very convoluted system to remember left <laughs> and right.
1: You just have to. You just have to be familiar with two different shows. Yeah, <laughs> not that hard.
0: Now, starboard and port are different because oh, I God. remember if you have a bottle of port. You always pass to the left.
2: No, well, it's easy because port has four <laughs> letters and left has four letters. That's what Muppet Treasure Island taught me. The video game, not the film. <laughs> <laughs> there was a video game? Oh my god, it was amazing. You've ever played Muppet Treasure Island, the video game? No, I did not know it was. <laughs> really existed. Not. How, how? So good. It was four discs and they were all different colors and had treasure maps on them. And it had FMVs.
0: Was there was yes, I was about to ask. I was, was about to all
2: ask. Of, yeah. of like the actual cast and the Muppets and everything.
1: Oh. Was it like Muppet Mist?
0: <laughs> no, they just needed the disk space for the videos. I guess. Yeah.
2: No, that's yeah, that is why it had to be on four different discs. But it was mostly a series of different like mini-game type things. But oh they were all like lovingly rendered. Like it is a beautiful game by any standard, but especially by the standards of the era.
1: It's really good. I had this this Power Rangers game where you like it was like Jigsaw puzzle, but what it it had like f- three or four episodes of the show on the disc and you could pause at any point and make like a jigsaw puzzle out of the cool. frame. What? Which, That's so cool. Yeah. So it was basically like having a bunch of Power Rangers on, on CD-ROM. It was weird. Huh. And I think I had like another power rangers game and i can't remember what it what it had in it but it had all the like all the like the songs from it as separate cd tracks so it was like having like a soundtrack cd it's kind of amazing
2: the magic school bus video games were amazing
1: the sorry did you say clueless magic school bus oh magic school bus i was like there there was a series of clueless video <laughs> games and i was unaware
0: here date your brother
1: <laughs> no i mean Paul all right <laughs> I know young Paul Rudd. Like it's, it's just ah, uh, like it sort of makes it okay in a way. How dare they? Because like, I know he's like Paul fifty,
0: Redd? so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's like she's twelve and he's fifty. It's okay.
1: She's not twelve. She's like seventeen. <laughs> Still not okay.
0: Yeah, but you see Paul Rudd, and you're just like that. There's an actor. <laughs> That's Paul Rudd just walking around. Being
1: a jerk to this girl. Yeah, I don't even know if they gave him a script.
0: Oh yeah, you're right. And now he's Ant Man. Maybe those are canonically yeah, yeah. the same universe. <laughs> you think. Yeah, maybe he married Clueless and he's... then got divorced. Well, maybe. I only saw Clueless for the first time this year.
1: do <laughs> well, I think their kid is old enough for that timeline to work out. Mm my doubts
0: okay uh did you have anything else to say about this episode adam
1: uh, i don't think so all
0: right and we will call this to a close thank you all for listening my name is Corianer dickinson you can find
2: me on twitter at R. Uh
1: i'm adam Wasserman. you can find me on twitter at gold sarcasmium
2: and i'm alexi peppers and you can find me on twitter at am peppers goodbye Bye. Bye.